So we're holding by Melech Malaf, where Perakit Aleph Pasach of Aleph, this year we're starting as a Schusli Lenishmas, Yeshkal Shragaman Avram Yehuda, it should also be a Schusli Lenishmas, Yemach Ben Asher, Moshe Ben Daniel, Chaim Elazar Ben Shemchanari, and Esther Tzirol Basichaskel, as well as a Schus for Fushleim of Chaim Moshe Shua Ben Malka, Tinak Ben Chaya, and Chaim Dov Ben Minarachel. So we are in the middle of learning the backstory of Hadad. We saw last time that after David and Yoyov kill most of the Adaimi people, Hadad, as a refugee, runs to Mitzrayim with a small following. Eventually, he grows there, he is settled in Mitzrayim, and he gains a family and a large following. So, Pazachavalev, after some time, So, Hadad hears the news that David was laying with his fathers, that David was Nifter. And also the news that Yoyov, the commanding general, had died. So, Hadad says to Paroi, I want you to grant me my leave, and let me go back to my land. So the Radak explains that once Hadad hears the news that the two people he feared most, David and Yoyav, are dead, so he reasoned that Shlomo is too young, Shlomo is too weak to defend against him, and that he wants to go back and fight and take revenge, basically, against David's descendants and against Kal Yisrael for what they did to his family and his people. The Marikara adds that Hadad did not tell Parai directly the true reason that he wanted to return, which was to take revenge, because Parai was Shlomai's father-in-law. Parai's daughter was the queen, so undoubtedly Parai would object if he knew the real reason that Hadad wanted to leave. So therefore Hadad comes up with an excuse that I've stayed here long enough, it's time for me to go back home. The Radak also adds that although Hadad left many years earlier, right after David's Misa, when Shlomai was very young, but it was only now that Shlomai sinned when he got older, that finally Hashem allowed Hadad to become an enemy who would um, attack and harass Klai Yisrael. Meaning for years, Hadad had been planning this, and Hadad had, been, uh, had left Pari many years earlier to take revenge against Klai Yisrael, but it was only now that Hashem provided an opening, a Pesach, due to Shlema's mistakes. Rashi on the Pasa quotes from the Medrash and Kahelis Rabbah, although it is also a Gemara in Baba Basadav Kuftez Zayin. Where the Gemara asks, strange Lashon being used by the Psukim here to describe David and Yoyav's Misa. By David it says, Kishachav David Avaisav, that he lay with his fathers. Whereas by Yoyav it uses a Lashon of Misa, Vichimais Yoyav. So the Gemara and the Medrash want to know why two different Lashonis. And a number of reasons are given. One answer is that Yoyav was killed, so therefore it uses a Lashon of Misa. Whereas David died on his bed, and therefore it's a Lashon of Shechiva, another Pshat. David left a son who was proper and f- fitting to fill his role, to replace him, to, to um, succeed him to the Malchus. Yoyav did not leave a son who was proper to fill his place, and therefore by David it says Shechiva, he was only laying, but he, in a certain sense he was still alive, he left a son who was Hagun, whereas Yoyav it was a Misa because there was no one to take up his role after him. And this Fasemes has a very long piece on this Rashi. First, he wants to know that by Achav, when he was mortally wounded in battle, it still says a Lashon of Ayishkav. Because, says this Fasemes, at the end of the day, he died in his bed. He was taken back. He was mortally wounded, but he was taken back and ultimately he expired in his bed like, other, uh, like, other, like a normal mace who dies in a deathbed. Whereas opposed to Yoyav, who was killed when he was holding on to the Mizbeach, he did not die in a bed. Uh, the Sfasemis also is bothered by many other Malachim in Sefer Malachim. For example, Yaishafat, where it does use a Lashon of Yishkavim, Vayikavim, Vayisav, and yet by Yaishafat, he left a son. 
Yehiram. Yehiram was the Russia. Similarly, you find a Yaisam also. It says Vayishkav in Perek Tezvav. Why does it uh, use that Lashon? I'm sorry, Melachim Bey is Perek Tezvav. Why does he use that Lashon? If we're saying now that Vayishkav is only appropriate if you leave a son that's Hagan. So he brings down, uh, the Sfasemis, that is, brings down a Pshat that Rashi actually changes the Lashon from the Gemara. The Gemara just says, Bein Hagun. Rashi adds the words, Mimali Mimkaimai, that he fills his spot, meaning someone that succeeds him to the same role. And he says, that's why Rashi says that if you have a son who takes over and succeeds you, even if he might not be so Hagun, so proper, still that's called Vayishkav, and that would explain Yoshafat, and that would explain Yoisam, who left children who took over the throne. And then the Sfasemis brings down that he saw in the Ein Yaakov who quotes from the Rif, similarly that that's why it says Kishachav David and it doesn't say David HaMelech, whereas by Yoyov it says Yoyov Saratzava because by David the Malchus continued. It didn't end with David. But by Yoyov Saratzava he was the last general. His children were not generals after him. And so therefore it's another reason why it uses a lashon of Mace Yoyov, Sarat Sava, that he was the, he died and there was no continuation of his role by his children as opposed to David, and there, by extension, Yoyshafat and Yoysam, who did have children that succeeded in their roles. The Sfasemis does go on a little bit longer, uh, quoting from the Marsha, but I think at this point you get the idea uh, that there was a different difference between David and Yoyov in terms of who they left behind and the type of children that they left after them. I do just want to end off this idea with a beautiful shot to explain why a if you leave over a son that's Hagun, it's called a Shechiva, but if you don't leave over such a son, that's called Misa. And this is by the Chidon, is Chayma Sanach. He says that normally a person's neshama is always in a state of movement and growth, unlike Malachim who don't have a Yetzirah and they always remain on the same level. However, when a person dies, the neshama doesn't have any opportunities for growth anymore. You don't have Taiva, you don't have a Yetzirah. If you leave a child behind, who you guided in Tyre and Yerashamayim, and he does mitzvahs, so now a parent has a chilek in those mitzvahs. Because I directed the child, I instructed the child. So what happens is my neshama continues to grow daily, even though I'm no longer in the physical world. That's what the Navi means, Shaychev. David, it was like he was lying down to sleep. When you're lying down to sleep and you're still alive, so you're continuing to grow because you're in, you're in this world. And even though you're in the next world, but your neshama will continue to grow because you left children behind who are following in your path. Yoyav, on the other hand, died without leaving children who followed in his way. So therefore his neshama was stagnant. Whatever level he reached during his lifetime, his neshama stopped. It didn't grow any further. And therefore for Yoyav, it was a finality. It was a misa. Whereas by David, it was only considered a shechiva. Let's look now at the end of the Pasuk. Hadad asks permission from Pare to go back El Artsi, Sakti Mitsudas. He thought that he would go back to his homeland to gather people who he felt would be stronger in might than Klai Yisrael, meaning that he felt that he could now gather together an army of Edoimis, fellow Edoimis, who together would be stronger than Klai Yisrael and be able to defeat them.